I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, my dear brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of The Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack, and it is such a pleasure having you join. Woo! Brothers and sisters, can you feel it in the air? Can you feel what's happening? We are stepping in to the new world, and at the very precipice of that first step in is the last moments of the old world's atmosphere letting go. However, The 3D isn't going to just, if it had a personality, wouldn't it just give up and say, okay, because the 3D world has a lot of pride in the lessons it taught. So it's going to teach a lesson up to the very last second that it can. However, as we step into the 5D world, we will experience the love and light that we have been always searching for since the very beginning. So fear not, everything's going to be okay. Surround yourself um, on social platforms, communication as much as you can. Download episodes, download this podcast, download social media posts that encourage you. Get grounded Because as we go from dark to light, it is going to be an incredibly wild ride and beautiful, I promise. And part of that beautiful ride that we are on together is who I am bringing, are who I'm bringing you today, the Cosmic Soul Sisters. These beautiful, amazing, divine beings reached out to me. I had the honor and pleasure of being on their podcast, and now I get to bring them onto the Golden Rule Revolution. And we have a really beautiful conversation. So enjoy. Well, my sweet sisters, Leah and Shara, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. How are you both doing? Great. How are you? Doing great. It's such an honor having you both on and everyone listening. um, I had the pleasure of being interviewed with Leah and Shara Uh, just yesterday on their podcast. And I'm like, wow, these are two amazing soul sisters bringing beautiful content to the world. And so I wanted to bring you on and, and hear your story. And so it's, it's a pleasure having you on. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Yes. Thank you. Fun to talk to you. So you both are hosting this amazing podcast content called the cosmic soul sisters. How did you, how did you first come up with that concept? Like what led you to creating the the podcast? Sorry, you want to go for it? It was your idea. (laughs) You can go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we both have been on a little bit of a spiritual journey. Um, Shara's been on it a lot longer than me. I probably have maybe the last four or five years. Um, But ever since high school, wouldn't you say Shara for you? Yeah, into medical things and just, um, you know, topics like yoga, topics like plant medicine, um, energy healing, Reiki, 
uh, a lot of the metaphysical topics. And we both have this thing where we learn as much as we possibly can about a topic. And then um, we just like delve into it and, and learn about it because we're so excited. But we were realizing that we don't do anything with all of our, the stuff that we've learned, all the fun nuggets we've collected. We kind of got to this place where we're like, we're ready to share all of this stuff with the world. Um, and there was one day Shara and I were talking and she's like, if I, if I take another training, it's just like I'm shoving all this stuff in a metaphysical sock drawer. Hmm. Like I'm not, totally. I, I'm not doing anything with it. So let's do something with it. Yeah. So it kind of started to take um, root. That idea took root. And we just decided that we wanted to bring light workers together and have really fun conversations with people like you. Um, expose our audience to all different kinds of metaphysical topics that they may not know about and kind of give them a resource for continuing that knowledge if that was something that resonated with them. Hmm. That's beautiful. And Shara, what, who are some of the guests that you've had on as far as topics or what type of guests or topics have you guys covered so far? Because I know you've had some really great topics. Yeah, so we really just launched a few months ago. So we haven't had a ton of people on yet. Um, I think we've had maybe five or six. But we've talked with um, intuitive healers. And um, let's see, we've talked with some uh, light being communicators who who communicate with light beings. Um, we've talked about, gosh, just like empath, um, knowing your your own intuition and empathic skills we've talked to some amazing healers that work with with chakra and reiki healers and um yeah that's 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 a few are there any i'm forgetting oh i love talking to shane from he knows a lot about the mandela effect and oh yeah that was i think was that your last one Mm -hmm. okay I have to say this, the Mandela effect bugs me so badly. I, I don't even know. Um, I mean, the Mandela effect, if, if anyone listening has not done research on the Mandela effect, prepare for just a total mind blowing experience. For instance, um, sorry, I'm cutting you off, but I have to, that's always a trigger. I'm like, Oh, the Mandela effect. I was a, re- I was a server at red Robin for years. And, um, I used to go by Luke when I was a server. So my, my little, um, you know, name tag said Luke in every table I was at like thousands of people. I feel like have said, especially over my life, Luke, I am your father. <laughs> but if you watch star Wars now, it doesn't say Luke, I am your father. It says, no, I am your father. So trippy. And then I heard another one yesterday that, um, what's the line from, uh, filled of dreams. If you build it, they, they will come. come. It doesn't say that. It says he will come. I know. It's like, it is <laughs> mind blowing. Sally, <laughs> Sally field or Sally fields. Sally fields. Plural. Yes, exactly. It's Sally. It's Sally field. Mm-hmm. Christopher Reeves or Christopher Reeve. The. Plural. Plural. No, it's Reeve. If you look it up right now, it's so weird. And so, I don't know. This the Mandela effect totally. Yeah. Is mind boggling. Have you heard? The, go, have you heard the city or the uh, the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers one? No. Which one is that? 
this one will, this one was really painful to me because I know that song so well and it, because of when I grew up and I mean I must have listened to it a million times on repeat like wow. I know the lyrics to the song you did <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you can attest to that huh Jar? <laughs> so what yeah. is um, what's the change yeah. the city I live in the city of what's the next Angels. word hmm when if you listen to it, it's gonna blow your mind because it's angel. There's no S on the end. Come on. Okay. <laughs> okay. I the, know. The man. <laughs> okay. Here's my hypothesis of this: is that in 2012, I heard this best described is that when the Mayan prophecy was that the world was going to end in 2012, what happened was all timelines and we live in this quantum we, we maybe this conversation is happening a gazillion different ways all at once and we used to be able to jump timelines that's what deja vu people are like i've been here before that was just a timeline like that was a glitch in the matrix mm -hmm. but in 2012 they were saying this guy was talking about project looking glass is that all timelines merged into one so there was no more diverging timeline. And from 2012 to today, we've been on one continuous timeline. So perhaps this is like to show us that we are now in a different timeline than the timelines we grew up in. Perhaps the timelines we grew up in, mm -hmm. they were plural, but now everything's singular. There's a meaning behind the one versus the many. It's, right. it's, it's mind blowing. I wonder if there's been any since 2012. Good question. That's a great question. I don't know. Fascinating. The Luke, I am your father one is totally annoying because it used to annoy me. So many people say it. Now they're saying, oh no, it says, no, I'm your father. Come on. You can't take that away from me. heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Um, wow. Yeah. The Mandela effect um, is so wild. Wow. Yeah. I like that episode you guys had. What was that guest name? Uh, Shane Robinson. Yeah. He, he, he does Unbiased and On the Fence. It's his podcast. And he, he's amazing. He's such a good dude. That's so cool. Yeah. 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 You guys are bringing beautiful souls together. How did you both meet? When did your journey begin as friends? When I was born. <laughs> no, Leah's actually my true blood sister and soul oh, sister. Wow. wow. Cool. Your sisters. Yeah. For real sisters. That's amazing. amazing. <laughs> it's not just a metaphor. That's great. Um, and so where did you guys grow up? We grew up in Wyoming. Wow. Born and raised in Wyoming. And we went away for college, both to different states. Wow. And then, yeah. What was life like in Wyoming? I'm sure not. Was it very spiritual? Were there spiritually minded people? Is there a lot of native influence there or what what was wyoming like besides just the cowboys <laughs> <laughs> well for us and our family we we didn't do a lot of religion we might have gone to church like a handful of times um i think i mean this is my perspective as an adult looking back on it i think my parents found some hypocrisy in the church that we were going to mm -hmm. and i think that turned them off i don't know if that would you agree with that shara Yes. And I've had some conversations with our mom about that. And um, 
I think there was just some political things going on in the church itself and they didn't agree with it. And so we stopped going, but I really only remember going a few times mm-hmm. to Sunday school, really. I wouldn't say that I like felt too left out either until like high school when, when in English lit class, everyone knew all of the symbolism like to Canterbury Tales. <laughs> and I was like, I have no idea what they're talking about here. Cause I never knew anything about the Bible, nothing. Yeah. So. And so what led you to your awakening down the spiritual path? Hmm. We're both in different spots, huh, Shar? Do you want, you go first. I think for me, I've, I always was into nature. Um, we spent a lot of time <clears throat> in the woods growing up. We had a family cabin. And so we would go up, my, our parents were building a cabin and Lee and I would just go spend time in the woods. And I really felt this like deep connection to the land and to nature. Mm. And so I guess that was always ingrained in me. And then when I went away to college, I met some really good friends and they turned me on to like the Celestine prophecy and what's the other one. Um, We have a peaceful warrior by Dan Millman. Mm. And I really got interested in that. And I started reading those kind of books. And then it's just like, I don't know how I was led. I do know now (laughs) guided, right. My guides guided me to the bookstore and I started learning um, and just like pulling books off the shelf. And I, there was like Reiki books that I collected and um, plant healing books. And some of them I honestly haven't even read yet. I just carry them. They're like these little gold yeah. gems yeah. that I carry with me. Yeah. And then I studied um, Nia, which is like a mind body uh, somatic movement practice. And that really, I think, is probably what opened the door to me. And I, Lee and I have had conversations about this about how um, that was probably like the springboard for me. Mm. And then I started, I really started looking into Reiki and to yoga and the whole philosophy behind yoga and access consciousness. And like, I, like Leah was saying, like I kind of dabble here and dabble there and like I yeah. learned a little bit. And, and so right now where I'm at is pulling it all together and like, what do I do with all of this? Mm. You know? So it's really beautiful. Um, Leah, before uh, you share, um, sorry, what was the prophecy that you said at the very beginning? The, the, what oh, prophecy? the Celestine prophecy? I think it's the oh, second wow. book in the, the Dan Millman series. Oh, got it. The first and one what, is the way what? of the peaceful warrior and then Celestine prophecy. It's kind of, it, it's magic. It's magical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny if I read it again now, I wonder how, what I would think, but as you know, a 20 some year old, it was, like mind blowing to me at the time. It's so interesting. All these uh, beautiful Jewish souls have gone into all these different religions and become like teachers of the religions or teachers of the past. Like Ram Dass, uh, a good Jewish boy becomes like the most wonderful voice to the Western world through, you know, Buddhism and, and meditation and Dan Millman. That's, assuming he's a Jewish man because Millman's a Jewish name. It's just cool. Uh, why do I bring that up? Is that we don't have to be stuck on the path that we're born into. We can be free to explore whatever we want to be. And I think there's just beautiful examples of like, okay, yeah, I was born from this, but what am I choosing? What am I here for? What is my path? And so, yeah, that's, that's beautiful. That's cool. And Leah, what about you? 
my life up to about five years ago was super 3D. Mm. Um, and I think I think that it I set it up that way before I incarnated, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because I went through some pretty rough times um, with a very traumatic marriage, very um, abusive, narcissistic partner. Mm. Yeah. Um, through periods of time where I honestly thought that I might die or I might need to die to defend my kids. Mm. I mean, it was, it was pretty yucky and I don't, I hadn't really talked about it publicly. Mm. It's something that I kind of made it through and then um, kind of buried mm. a lot of all the trauma and all of the abuse and the negative, um, the, the uh, negative comments that I somehow took on and believed through being being in that situation for probably, I don't know, 10 years. Yeah. When I was very young. Hmm. So um, very fortunately, I was able to leave that marriage and I remarried to an amazing man Hmm. who I also know that I've probably set up in a soul contract before I incarnated. Yeah. He's been incredible on my healing journey, absolutely incredible. Mm. Um, but even throughout that process, I still carried a lot of the emotional wounds and just put on a happy face. Um, and I, on the outside, have had a wonderful life, I still do, but I had a wonderful life because it was truly like the American dream, you know, amazing husband, very successful business, um, very career driven, great family. We, we had two more kids, so I have four kids. Wow. Beautiful. Um, Yeah. It's wonderful. But deep down inside, I was still harboring all those old wounds Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until I faced them and kind of worked through those triggers and healed. It was like peeling a layer of an onion, you know, peeling layer by layer by layer. Yeah. And that is when I think that I started to open more spiritually. Hmm. There's no coincidence that when you cut an onion, brings tears. (laughs) And when you go through these layers of healing, it brings tears as well. Yeah. Very, it was, there were times it was so painful that I didn't want to do it. It's so much easier to just ignore those wounds and just cover them up. Yeah. But the more that I, I really healed, the more that I faced them and worked through them and healed, Mm -hmm. it was like the universe gave me more breadcrumbs. And the more I followed those breadcrumbs, they got bigger and bigger and bigger Mm. and really have opened me up to so much like divine inspiration and spirit and um, like, like truly being able to be in my body. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially Um, growing up in that narcissist or being in that narcissistic for a decade, you have to kind of, you not kind of, you have to dissociate to survive. It's not safe to be fully in your body. And that's that. Do I have to die to get out of here? Do I have to in any moment? Um, Mm -hmm. Yes. And congratulations for coming back in your body. That's a, that's to be celebrated. And that's really beautiful. Yeah. For your children of your previous marriage and your current marriage, the show, this is how we heal. This is what to face what we are most afraid of facing is what we absolutely that's how we become the hero you're a hero you're a hero leah oh thank you that's really you know, sweet there i'm recording this uh i've been writing what what saved my life was 
writing music. I've been writing songs. My first song I wrote when I was seven years old, I can play it today. It's just an instrumental piano um, song. And I came out with the album after I attempted suicide. I was sharing with you guys, you know, that I attempted suicide at the age of 20. After that, I recorded a full album called I Owe It All To You. And it's all this instrumental music that I had written. And I'm now starting to record uh, my vocal songs. But this one, and the I've been writing, I used to write all love songs. I had a band of all love, love songs. In fact, I remember my dad, when I was young, he said, Can, can't you write anything other than love songs? And it just like, oh, because here's this like figure that I'm trying to like <laughs> wrestle, seeking love, all this stuff. Um, but I've been here to, I was telling you guys, like my, my mission is to like, share love that's like why i'm here um but i wrote this song called just let me love you well and this guy who was mentoring me he said you know i was praying and i just felt like god just like begged me like just let me love you well and i was like that is such an incredible in fact i get chills right now just like we always think from our perspective of God, like all right, spirit or source and this like plane from earth up and like, but God is saying, just let me love you. <laughs> like crack wide open. Stop with these. Like, well, I don't believe, or I believe all this. Anyway. So just let me love you. Well, it's like, it, sorry, I went off on a little tangent, but it deeply impaled my heart. This concept of like, just let me love you. Well. And so I wrote the song and I'm recording, um, it right now but one of the lyrics are i know it feels safe like no one can see but the longer you wait the less you are free that's really good and and then it goes into just let me love you well like oh i get chills it's the opposite we when we are trying to stay safe we are not free and safety is actually increasing our own personal power you know, growing spiritually, being connected to all life source and nature and touching trees and like putting your hands on a tree trunk and realizing the same power that's in life force that sustains this tree that never worries, just constantly stays vulnerable with its branches open, receiving all that is the darkness, the light, the wind, the rain, the cold, the heat, the wet, the animals, like just constantly being like this. It's the same life force that sustains me. And if it's not afraid, then I have no need to be afraid. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest piece for me too, is that I had to learn to love myself. Mm. And that seems, I, it was missing my whole life, but it it definitely um, became a pattern of self-loathing going through like the traumatic marriage. Yeah. Like really in order to love anyone else, to understand love you actually honestly have to love yourself like be able to look in the mirror like have you ever tried that looking in the mirror in your own eyes and saying i love you uh yeah it's hard (laughs) it is hard uh i've done it on plant medicine it's also a deeper experience like like looking like the truth like the truth of you like who are you like yeah yeah, like i love you you know not this you know like yeah it's Mm -hmm. and that takes courage to look at yourself Mm -hmm. physically in the mirror or emotionally and digging in and i think the more courage we 
show ourselves, the more self-love, I think self-love and courage are directly correlated to each other. Like the more, like, I'm proud of myself. Like I, I'm amazing. I, I did that. I said that you, you freed yourself. You saved your children. Like that's courageous. Some people don't. And you did. So yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm a lot stronger than I realized. We're awesome. Yeah. I <laughs> said I wanted to bring you both on. I just want to bump you guys up. Let's go. <laughs> no, you guys are awesome. Um, so the name Cosmic Soul Sisters, let's talk like what, what was the inspiration for the name now knowing that you're actually blood sisters, um, but where did the name Cosmic Soul Sisters come from? Well, we've definitely um, incarnated together as family in previous lives, we believe. And so that felt very cosmic to us. Mm. And I don't really remember exactly where, where the string of Cosmic Soul Sisters came from beyond that. Do you, Leah? I think it just, like you just said, it has a lot to do with us having a mission in previous lives that, that was somewhat similar I think that we have always been teachers or think that there's times we've been warriors together too, which is fascinating. Yeah. But, um, we've been teachers and healers together. And it was kind of just like, I felt like it was our time to do it in this life. Mm. Our time to yeah. That's beautiful. Um, I have the saying that the purest form of accountability is saying the pain stops with me. And that's what you both, it sounds like you both are here at this life now saying mm -hmm. it stops with me. It's done. And I think that's what everyone entering the 5d realm is. And there's so many, I'm so excited for those that are still asleep right now. They're going to, I'm like, Oh dear soul. Like you're so loved and you're still, still trying to hold on to this old system. But when they awaken, it is going to be, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be, everyone's going to bring their gifts and share in love and no, no more pain. There'll be no more pain. We all broke the cycles. We are the cycle breakers and in the ether, the, like the ethereal cycle breakers as the physical cycle breakers, the emotional, the spiritual, like all cycles are broken now. And it's incredibly beautiful to be here at this time and, and to share moments with sisters and brothers and family. And it's like, I, I've always had this vision of when it comes to truth being presented in, in, in the context of how I've thought this through is religion constantly is like this. We are the truth. Like this is the truth. And if you're in, you're in, we accept you under these terms and conditions. And if you don't abide by these truths, you're out and judgment, hell, destruction, fire, damnation, cursing, all these things are out for you. You're or for you. But I thought if all the power went out on the planet, the EMP detonated on the planet and the great solar flash wiped out all electricity in a second, we are left. What are we left with? what church thinks, what the religions think, what, no, all of a sudden we're left with who's our neighbor. How neighborly have I been to them? How neighborly are they? Where are the trees? What are the animals? What is the list? Like it immediately 
we get grounded in truth if everything gets, if electricity gets removed. Mm-hmm. And thank, thank God it's not going to. <laughs> and we still get to live as if we're, we're free. We're, we're truth. We can find truth in the trees and we can find truth in the ferns and we can find truth in the dirt. And mm-hmm. I think these, um, and I'm talking a lot, so, sorry, I, I do want to hear from you guys. I, I'm setting this up is I think all these enlightened people, beings that have walked the earth, be it Jesus or obviously Buddha. And, and oh, I mean, the list goes on and on and on of enlightened beings. Like Jesus says, if you don't worship me, if you don't cry out and worship me, the rocks will cry out and worship me. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Even now, like, wait, what is he talking about? But when we understand that everything's a vibration and a frequency and you there is a sound and a pitch to every vibration, even though we can't hear it. So the rocks are actually alive in their form and they're... I mean, it's mind blowing when we sit, sit and can truly reflect on creation and us being a part of this whole journey. So mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? Leah? <laughs> I just don't think it's a coincidence that any of us are here right now, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, this moment. Um, I think that I think that I'm here for the great awakening mm. and I think that it's happening. I mean, it's happening before our eyes. Yeah. Um, I really feel like what, I, what I want to do is to be able to be there for people as they are waking up, mm. you know, to hold space because it would probably be pretty, it yeah. could be pretty jarring. Yes. Yeah. You know, the veil could be lifted quickly. We don't really, you know, for yeah. some people, Yeah. But I want to hold space for them and, and help them along. You know, we, we've kind of had the, maybe luxury of waking up slowly, mm, you know, yeah. over, over a period of years, as opposed to like overnight, it could happen overnight. I don't know. For some yeah. people. The curtains could get ripped wide open and it's daylight. I was like, Whoa. Yeah. 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 So I really want to be able to be there to help with healing and to help hold space and, you mm. know, help okay. people along. I love it. I see you doing that too. I see you as a source for that. <sighs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm really excited. I am. I'm excited to hold healing events. And I, I have this vision. In fact, I have a picture over here behind me. It's um, it's Billy Graham in Madison Square Garden. And what that man did in the confines of, I think, 3D <laughs> of religion. and But still a beautiful, a lot of lives were changed, um, that man. And having new events like that, where there are tens of thousands, 75,000 people and just music playing it's like come and like come and let us hold you and cry together and heal together and like do you are you a perpetrator were you a cause of pain then we will stand for your healing like come and if you're a victim come and like oh just god flooding the earth with so much love who can stand in the presence of love no one like it melts the hardest heart it like it diffuses, you know, it diffuses all things. Um, so that's, yeah, that's beautiful that you're holding space and, and Shara, what about you? Like, what, what do you feel like you're calling stepping into the future is? Well, I like Leah, I feel like I'm here 
there's no coincidence that I'm here right now and that my son's here right now. And, and, and I don't know what I'm, what my purpose is necessarily moving into the future, but I know that I'm a healer and I know that I'm meant to help people. And it's really interesting when we were talking yesterday about light workers and kind of what you were talking about your, um, what you, you feel light workers are. And there's some people that are the ones doing the physical healing. There are some people that are holding space. Yes. And so there's some people that are meditating so we can have this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And I really resonated with me that, mm. you know, maybe I am one of the space holders as well. So that's. Okay. Know. I have a cool story for you. Okay. So uh, to affirm you that you are that and, and you can be whatever you want to be. So you don't limit yourself to that. But um, Charles Spurgeon was this brilliant, brilliant mind. He was a preacher in London and he, he was the first mega pastor preacher, um, but a deep theologian of uh, just a tremendous man, tremendous man. Um, smoked a good pipe, <laughs> read deeply, like sat with these things. He was just a tremendous man. Very brilliant. And all these religious uh, leaders came to Charles uh, Spurgeon's church and they asked him, what would this, what, what's the secret of your church? What's the secret of this church? And I think it was called the tabernacle. Perhaps I don't remember the exact name, but all these Christian pastors and preachers from all over Europe ascended to Charles Spurgeon. And he said, let me show you the secret to my church. And he says, it's down in the furnace. And they're like, the furnace, like, what are you talking about? So he takes people, it was on a old, it was a, they converted an old theater in London to a church. So it had a stage and it had, you know, people sitting up in the different mezzanine areas. So he takes them below the stage and he opens this tiny door that is only about four feet tall that people had to scrunch in and get in. And there are hundreds of people praying under the stage. And he said, that my friends is the secret to my success the furnace, the furnace room, people that prayed the whole time so that when he spoke, God's prayer, like I have chills right now. It's so incredible that there is not just because the, the who in a body, we're all part of a body. Can the mouth say that I'm more important than the toe? No, like we all work together in unison. And, and, and so to bless you and encourage you is that yes, the power is in holding space because if no one's holding space, it just becomes empty. It just becomes empty. So congratulations. <laughs> you're the furnace, but you are, you're holding space in the furnace. It's so beautiful. Um, wow. So what, um, you know, a lot of people, the awakening is from so many different facets. There's spiritual awakening. There's politics that people awaken through politics of Hollywood. There's all these different, like, wait, what type stuff? Um, but at the end, we're all going to unite as one and realize that all these different paths were just what we chose to, to connect on. But my question is for both of you and, and Lee, I'll start with you. You're in Wyoming. And how do you, like, what is the, cause I've, I've only spent the night in Wyoming one time on a road trip on and spent very little time there. And I know there's Jackson hole or Jackson, Wyoming, which is a completely like 
different world than the rest of Wyoming, but what, what do you sense the state of Wyoming? And, and I mean that as a full territoried state, like what do you sense the spiritual thermometer is right now of Wyoming? Spiritual. I think that a lot of people are still ingrained in their religion, mm. which is wonderful. I really, if it speaks to you and you, that's great, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. The spiritual community, like we might think of, you know, um, is maybe not as large as other like l- larger cities would be. Mm-hmm. But I've been, this has been so surprising to me because in, in the beginning, it was difficult for me to, to speak my truth. I think like, Hey, I believe in past lives. I, um, I talk to my spirit guides. I get amazing downloads. I can, yeah. you know, have premonitions about the future. I can see people's auras. I mean, yeah. <laughs> heavy duty stuff. Yep. And I was very embarrassed for a long time to talk about it. Cause I was afraid of judgment. Hmm. So Stepping out and doing the show that we're doing um, was a huge step for me, huge step in speaking my truth. And I've been so surprised about the people in my, my community that I had no idea would be interested in this stuff Mm. that have come up to me and been like, okay, can you tell me about crystals? You know, Mm -hmm. um, I, there was a a girl is a um, PA. So she went to school for physician's assistant, very, a lot, a lot of schooling for Western medicine, um, works as a physician's assistant, came up to me and said, Hey, I wanted to ask you about crystal healing. Mm. And I was just really blown away because that's in my mind, I thought there were two completely different paradigms, but as I've kind of been able to step more into that and speak out about it, um, or just be more open about my beliefs. People have, I've noticed, been drawn to me to talk about these metaphysical topics that I didn't think anyone else even, even considered. That's so beautiful. That's so cool. You're being the permission for others. And that's what being vulnerable and sharing our story creates. It creates permission for other people to share their story and like, okay, I'm not alone. I can it feels amazing. Absolutely amazing. Cause it's not like I have to kind of like hide and be, be embarrassed or whatever. Like I was before, just cause I was afraid of being judged, you know? Mm, yeah. But yeah. I found that I'm not judged at all. In fact, I'm able to help more people. Hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. Shara, what about you in, you're in Montana, right? I am. Yeah. So I would say definitely there's, um, organized religion. And I have a sense that people are more spiritual because they're connected to nature here. And they might not realize that being connected to nature as spiritual, um, you know, like we have, there's so many places to, to play outside with recreational activities and people go out in the woods and find themselves, I feel like, and that's kind of what happened with me too. But so I think there's a spiritual connection there. Mm. And I'm also feeling like um, maybe the metaphysical side is starting to elevate a little bit, like at least where I'm at in, in some of the um, bigger cities of Montana, bigger cities of Montana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, when there's nothing and there's something that's big, you know, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. but I feel like, I feel like you can go to any of the bigger cities and you can find crystal shops and you can find, um, 
you know, alternative medicine and <clears throat> yoga and stuff like that. So I think that's starting to pop up more. That's cool. Yeah. It, it's interesting that um, what's been deemed as alternative is actually the oldest. It's what is apart from all the stuff. That's what I'm saying. Like if the electricity went out, what would be, what would we be left with? We'd be left with what we have access to, which is rock, dirt, the four elements, you know, and crystals being part of that and conduit of light. And I mean, even just this one that I hold here, I put it in salt. In fact, I'm like, okay, today I need to recharge it. So I'm going to go put it in salt, um, sea salt in a bucket for a while and just recharge it and, and clean it out and stuff. But I mean, stuff like this. And it, I used to hear these things and I'd be like, that is the weirdest, like whatever new age, like woo woo stuff. And, and now I'm like, this is the gl most glorious. Um, and what I hope we come to is that there is no more separation as far as like, even in medicine, um, like how beautiful would it be if you go to the dentist and the dentist is actually doing Reiki work on you as well. And like energy healing and like there's meditation playing in the background and it's like holistic healing is holistic living. It's there's no more separation. And um, I think in that separation, it's like dissecting our bodies. We've dissected our um teachings we've dissected the sciences we've dissected as opposed to like what is whole what is what is good what is true you can't cut a you we can't shave off a seed plant it in the ground and expect it to grow like we have to have the whole seed planted for life to be um brought forth and i think that's what we're coming back to this so that's beautiful that it's deemed as alternative but it's actually coming back and bringing everything together. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, as we close, how can people find you both, follow you, follow your journey and support you in your journey? Well, you can find us on Instagram. That's probably the best spot right now. It's um, Instagram is cosmic.soul.sisters. And we have links to our podcast there. We're also on YouTube as Cosmic Soul Sisters. Um, we're building a website that's not quite up yet. So I would say Instagram would be the best spot. Beautiful. And you're on YouTube as well, right? You guys, yeah, yeah. We are, yeah. I'll put, I'll put the links in the show notes. And just thank you both so much for coming on. And I love you both. And keep going. Keep shining. Char, keep holding that space. <laughs> Leah, keep speaking your truth. Let's go. Let's light up the world. And and uh, just thank, thank you both for coming on. Thank you, Lucas. We're so honored. My dear sisters, thank you so much for coming on. That was really beautiful. And, and I'm just excited for you both. And it's incredible to gather around beautiful souls and become the light workers, warriors, teachers, guides, um, prophets, preachers, space holders of the new world. And we are here together. So it's very beautiful. Everyone, I love you. I bless you. Be free in love. Be free in light. Be free in truth. All things are working together for the good. To those who love love, that's how you can see it. 
Those who are in fear won't see it, but those who are in love will see that all things are working together for good. I bless you all. I am Lucas Mack. This is the Golden Rule Revolution, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.